Thank you for downloading this garden cutting from the National Trust. I'm Alan Power, the head gardener at Stourhead in Wiltshire, and today I'm standing in the house at Croom in Worcestershire. Every year, some very talented volunteers transform Croom Court into a festive work of art. A huge part of this transformation is bringing a bit of the garden into the house. I'm with Sue Lloyd, one of the volunteers that make and create these wonderful arrangements at Croom Court. Can you tell me, Sue, what brought you into Croom as a volunteer and particularly your interest in flowering here? I came into Croom because I came on a bat-watching evening and this was about 14 years ago, 13, 14 years ago, and I got snapped up as a volunteer and not looked back, really. And now we've got thousands and thousands of visitors, so it's, it's amazing, the transformation. And I can smell eucalyptus foliage in the background. And For me, it kind of takes me back to my childhood, so I grew up around flower arrangements. My mum has been arranging flowers for years and still does. It's a really important thing to do, isn't it? It's just nice to feel that there's something greenery and a bit of life brought back into the house at Christmas. As, a, as an arranger here, you're probably heading into your busiest time preparing the house for Christmas. Can you describe for me what the house is going to look like? Well, we start at the beginning of December because it has to last uh, right over Christmas. So we'll be having lots of lovely, interesting smells of cinnamon and lavender lots of nice trees there's going to be several trees in the long gallery this year which are going to be decorated by different artists it's a lovely thing to do isn't it because it it softens the internal architecture of yes. a house when you dress it with foliage yes. lovely thing to do and for it's Christmas. not it's not an over the over the top place we've not got lots of light and things that shows that other places have it's going to be very simple and really nice and within the period i think and that's key, isn't it? You don't need to you don't need to go down to the shops, you don't need to buy in a lot of flowers, do you, to create something beautiful? No. This year we've grown a huge lot ourselves in the wall garden. And it's very satisfying, isn't it, to go out, you know, get your jacket and your coat and your gloves on and go out with your secateurs and pick from a beautiful display and then come in and convert it into yes. another display in a day. And stand and think, Oh, I'll have a bit of that and a bit of that and and then put it all together, it's very exciting. It really is picking from a menu of living plants, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And Sue, you said you're willing to give me a little bit of a demonstration on how to make one of these wire reeds that you make here. Yes, that's, that's really, it's quite fun, actually. You buy a, a little wire wreath, just a little base, really. It's just two circles joined together. And then um, if you can go and forage outside and rake your lawn or something and get lots of moss, make sure it's nice and damp, and then uh, form the moss over the circle and wrap it on with wire. And then when you've done that and got a nice firm base to it, you can put all sorts of different things, um, wire them on as you go round. Things like pyracantha, lots of berries, some holly, yew, any other bits of fur. Some, and then you get a nice green circle of different foliage, which makes it really nice. And then um, you can add in bows and baubles and the sky's the limit really. We it put some robins in last year. Really? <laughs> yes, little little furry robins that I bought off the internet and they look really rather nice. But that's lovely isn't it? Even the moss in your lawn can be useful Absolutely. when you're creating something yes. like this and you're doing two jobs. And the, only th the only cost is buying the, re the wire base or you could get some birch twigs and just wrap them into a circle and bind them up with wire and um, do exactly the same. You can use dried stuff or stuff out of the hedgerow so it needn't cost anything. And starting from scratch is quite tricky. In the, the pots that we do every week, we have just wire netting. Yeah. And at Christmas, um, we've devised this uh, 
out of milk cartons. If you have a four-pint milk carton... I'm listening. If you cut the, the lid off and swoop down past the handle, you can then put a whole block of oasis in. OK. And a bit of string on the back and pot, a bit of pot wire around it, keep it all together. And then we hang it on the stairs so you can have a fabulous sort of long trailing arrangement with old man's beard and ivy and paper flowers because we have to be careful um, because the arrangement has to last a month. I was just going to ask how long, how far do you have to push the arrangements? Yeah. So if we, the foliage, um, we try and keep that in oasis because then it doesn't mark things and we get into terrible trouble if we make a drip on the I can floor. imagine. <laughs> it captures Christmas, doesn't it? It, it does. captures that moment. And I think sometimes we forget when we're heading into those dark, longer winter days that actually just by bringing a little bit of your garden indoors, you can really enjoy the smells, the scent, the colours. Yes. And it's, it's a wonderful thing to do. Oh, it is. Absolutely. It's brilliant. Well, I hope, Sue, you and your team of volunteers carry on doing it for a long time at Croom because it's a lovely thing to do. And as I wander around the garden for the rest of the day, I'm going to be spotting the best bits of foliage. Mm-hmm. Sue, thank you so much. My pleasure. Hope you've enjoyed this garden cutting from the National Trust. You can subscribe or follow on your podcast app for the full programme. Next month, I'll be in Sissinghurst for festive magic. I hope to see you then. I'm Bethany Hughes. I've been visiting National Trust properties all my life. But in this series of podcasts, I'm going beyond the delights of teas and topiary to reveal the surprising European roots of some of the most splendid sites in England. You can subscribe to my series by searching for Bethany Hughes' 10 Places, Europe and Us, on your podcast app.